0: A ridiculous explanation by Clyde Burke to Weston saves the shadow's Cranston guise. Yet, for some unnamed reason, the shadow decides to reveal his true self to an old friend, Slade Farrow, as the recently found aviator, Kent Allard. Why he did not use the person of Henry Arnaud or some new disguise is something to think about. In a conversation, pages 53 through 55, The Shadow admits to being Kent Allard, the long-lost aviator, and tells Pharaoh some of the details of his past life. During World War I, he was an ace called the Dark Eagle, who pretended to be shot down over Germany. As a spy, using disguise at day and wearing black garments at night, he was able to bring havoc to the enemy. It was here that the Shadow learned to penetrate the most clever and hidden of schemes The conflict ended, and Allard, believing war too inhuman, rejected becoming a soldier of fortune. Then he noticed that criminals were organizing, and that crime was being committed secretly and without a trace. He believed that a lone man with his talents could pierce the underworld and successfully battle crime, so he deliberately crashed in Guatemala to kill his past and identity. After a few months with the Zinka Indians, Allard returned to America to begin his mission. Because so many criminals were hiding behind the mask of upper-class respectability, he decided to take the personality of a man of wealth as his new identity. Lamont Cranston was perfect. He was rich, known to the upper classes around the globe, and had a penchant for coming and going. The shadow gained Cranston's cooperation and had little trouble until the present situation. Allard finally returned to civilization because he felt that his true self could not be traced to the shadow, and the extra identity also helped allow him to move about in the same society circles. The Jurasol was explained as being the eye stone of a Zinka idol, given to Allard because the Indians believed him to be a white god— This chapter ends claiming that the shadow's past had been revealed. But it had not. And many things still remained unexplained and untold. Other material presented conflicted with previous knowledge. To begin with, we have no details of his life until World War I. This is a very serious blank spot. Walter Gibson, in a recent interview, placed Allard's birth around 1892. He could have been a pilot early in the war, even before America joined. Late in the conflict, someone in the intelligence sector probably suggested that Allard be made a spy. What abilities lead one to arrive at this conclusion? The personality of the shadow, as revealed in numerous novels, tells us much about the earlier man. Allard was no doubt a loner, not friendly with the men, and certainly not the type to join in any fun. Second, he must have destroyed enemy planes with machine-like precision—no hate, remorse, or emotion, just doing his work. Then, of course, he probably showed some tendency toward efficiency and logic to his superiors—a perfect spy. All of these traits were combined with the following skills. In his training period, he acquired an uncanny knack with guns as an expert marksman. He also must have learned codes, the picking of locks, the opening of safes, the use of savate, the art of recruiting workers, the ability to infiltrate enemy organizations, increased use of memory and total recall. And, of course, as did every spy, the use of makeup and disguise. The shadow used all of these talents in his crime-fighting career we do have some definitive information as to his work during the Great War. In The Shadow's Shadow, February 1, 1933, page 43, the international criminal Felix Zubian, hired to trail the master sleuth, relates his version of the Shadow's war days. He refers to him as the Black, not Dark, Eagle, and mentions how the Eagle pretended to be shot down over German territory to become a spy. Zubian himself worked for the Germans, and he believed that the Eagle was responsible for many of his failures. The war ended, but Zubian believed that the Eagle's